0: Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to try to get through verse 9 today, Ephesians 6, 1 through 9, we've been talking about unity in the church, last week we did talk about unity in the household amongst wives, husbands, right, also warfare, because that is what the enemy is attacking, is marriages, right, I mean, if he can destroy what's going on here in the church, he doesn't have to try too much outside of the church. But this is this is where the battle is, right? Battle is within. So we've been going through that unity amongst ourselves here in in the church, and then also, like I said, in our in our households, um, husbands, wives. Last week we looked at a few things in which we should be doing for each other, right? Wives submit to your husbands. Uh, Also, husbands love your wives, right? This week we move on to children and parents. We don't have so many kids in here, right? They're, They're next door. But the cool thing is, is that even if you do not have kids, right, or they're all grown up, you are still a child of God, right? You are a child. So there are instructions for us as well. So before we get right into this, let's go ahead and open up in prayer, and we'll jump right into the Word. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you, Lord, and we do want to thank you for being such an awesome Father to us, Lord, um, full of grace, love, and mercy. I pray and ask that you would continue to be with us and help us, Lord, as we live out our our lives for you, Lord. We do want to let that light shine bright, and uh, we ask that you would help us and encourage us, Father. It's not always easy, but... You said you would be with us every step of the way. So this morning as we open up our Bibles, we ask that you would just bless this teaching, Father. Give me the words that you would want me to say. And I pray and ask that we would be encouraged and challenged at the same time. We just thank you in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. This is a pretty simple command to children. Obey your parents in the Lord obey that's one of the hardest things for them to do though right because let's be honest we are all born into a sin nature okay and as they get older specifically middle school years right (laughs) I hear all the groaning (laughs) some of you have gone through it right middle school age Oh, man, they know so much. And you parents are so old, right? You're not cool. You're not hip. What do you know? You're old. You don't know much. Yeah. We see it at the school all the time. They know so much. They're in middle school, right? They got a lot to learn. I had a lot to learn, and I'm still learning, right? Obey your parents and the Lord. This is not an absolute command. When a parent tells a child to do something unbiblical, immoral, unethical, the law of God supersedes the will of the parent, right? The will of God. And it's sad because there are those kids that are growing up in extreme uh, situations like that, right? We see it more and more. But aside from those extremes, children are to obey their mothers and their fathers. This is the way God intended it. Like I said, we don't need to teach our children how to sin. I think they do that pretty well, right? They don't need to be taught. My little one, two years old, she was a year and a half we weren't teaching her that type of stuff how to hit your sister or take things away from other kids right it comes naturally and you see it here in the school this person cut me off in line and they pushed the other one right three years old it's that sin nature We don't have to teach them how to disobey. Unfortunately, they inherited that through Adam, right? But obedience must be taught. Obedience that recognizes parents' authority can carry over into recognizing God's authority. That's really what we're trying to teach them, right? I mean, in life, you're gonna have someone above you at all times, right? I'd say about 95% 95% of the time, unless you start your own business. Okay? You're going to have to answer to somebody. Obedience. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20 says, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing to the Lord. If you love your children, teach them the value of blessing, blessings of obedience. You know, when you obey, that it's pleasing to the Lord, that he's happy with that. I mean, yeah, it says children obey your parents, but if they are to obey, that means that parents need to be teaching, right? We need to be teaching. And so, I look around and and I see this world in... It's sad because there ain't a whole lot of teaching going on as far as morals, values. Some of that has pretty much been shot. It's been blown all to heck, right? I mean, my parents, they disciplined me. They taught me and my brother things, lots of things, and same with my grandparents, okay? And even my grandparents that were not saved, at the time, or I should say religious, all right? They, they even disciplined as well, right? One thing I learned at an early age is you don't tell grandma, shut up. Yeah, I said that at the age of five. And um, I learned real quick, you don't do that because grandma grabbed chili, okay, and she shoved that in my mouth burned the heck out of me and I never said that ever again. When it comes to chili, I don't like hot stuff and I eat very little of it because it just it stung pretty bad, okay? So I don't touch a whole lot of hot stuff, all right? But even, even at that, I learned there are certain things you do and you don't do, right? You don't tell someone older than you to shut up. You know, we were taught that if someone is talking to you, you answer them back. We were taught if we're playing out front, you don't run across someone's lawn because that's disrespectful unless they've given you permission. And I sound really old talking like this because these are a lot of values and morals that are not taught today. Right? Everywhere you go, you see people with headphones, earplugs ear, ear in their ears. There's no conversation anymore between people, right? You go to a doctor's office and they say, silence cell phones. So people will silence them and then they'll just sit there and they'll wait in the office just looking up stuff on their phone. You know, even if the office is empty. And and guys, I'm not telling you this, family, because I'm, oh, I'm super holy or spiritual or look at me or follow my example. No, no, no. Okay? I I just want to leave it open for what God has. Okay? I silence my phone like the sign says and I put my phone in my pocket even if the office is completely empty in the waiting room. You never know who's going to walk in or, you know, I don't know, someone may start a conversation with you right but we've it's it's crazy how we've just put all that away as a society no communication no one talks and believe me I'm not some type of chatterbox my wife may say different okay but God has shown me how to do this because naturally I I used to love to just be by myself quietly now that's that's me You can't be a pastor, though, and not talk to no one and share the Word of God with no one. So he's had to kind of show me how to do this, right? It's not easy, but we can all do it, right? Parents, what are you teaching your children? What are we showing them according to Scripture? What are we living out in our lives, right? Right? Because if they are are supposed to be obeying, then we should be teaching. That's our responsibility as parents. And if you're a grandparent, your kids are older, and you know what? You don't have kids in the home no more. One of the things that I've seen from my grandma and grandpa is even though we went over, they would always talk about God. didn't matter. Oh, pray for your food, right? Or wherever we went, always sharing me and my cousins uh, there's not any one of us that is without excuse and say well we didn't know anything about the Bible we can't say that because it was I mean if it wasn't done in our household it was done at grandma and grandpa's house they were always talking about God or they were always praying and and showing us you know this is how you pray this is what to do and so grandparents that's a responsibility as well right maybe your son or daughter isn't doing that that's okay Just show your little grandkids the love of Jesus and how you act, right, and what you do. Believe me, eventually it's going to go back home and then, well, that's probably a different situation you'll have to deal with, right? If son or daughter get upset and say, don't be teaching them that stuff. Well, you can say that, but in this house, you know who I am and what what I believe in and this is what I want to do, right? Right? Verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Obeying and honoring are different, right? To obey means to do what another says to do. To honor means to respect and love them, and that'll be forever, okay? children are to obey while they're under their parents care but they must honor their parents for the rest of their lives love and respect them right look they're not always going to agree with you i love my parents to death did i agree with them 100 percent of the time on everything no and there's a few things i've had to learn the hard way right But respect them, love them. That will always be there. It was hard to understand where they were coming from when I was younger. When you were getting disciplined, right? I'm spanking you because I love you. I hated that. Didn't make sense. How can you love me then if you're going to beat me, right? Because I have to show you that what you did was wrong. And we've told you 20 times not to do that. And you continue to do it. So turn around because you're going to get one on the butt, right? Whatever it was. Sandal, belt, whatever was available, right? You got it. Children aren't always going to agree with their parents. But they can always treat them with respect. They could always love them. It is required upon parents to teach this to their children. Make it easier for them to do this by acting respectable, being honorable in their actions, and how they treat others, right? It, it, like I said, it's sad. Uh, I've seen this start to happen when I was in high school, unfortunately. Just the disrespect. I mean... I was in grade school and they still swatted till I was in second grade. And believe me, it brought fear. You did not want to go to the principal's office. See kids coming back with tears in their eyes and looking down and you're just like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know what they did, but I don't want to end up like that, right? Got swat in school. And then you got swat when you got home, Right? That stuff went away, and I'm not saying bring back corporal punishment like, yeah, hit these kids, right? I mean, you can discipline them in right ways, but what what I've seen happen over the years is that, guess what? Even now when they went to the principal's office, they didn't fear no more because there was no discipline being done at home. They didn't get in trouble when they went home. Matter of fact, parents came to the school, and how can you say my kid did this? I don't believe that. You're in error, not them, right? Things changed. And like I said, in my later high school years, I actually seen a kid threaten a teacher over a cup of hot chocolate. I'm not going to throw this out. It's going to stay right here. I paid for it, and it's going to stay there. Sorry, that's not the rule. You need to throw it out. I ain't, gonna, I ain't throwing nothing out. It's staying right here. And if you touch it, I'm going to lay you out. Whoa. You actually threatened the teacher to beat them up? It was sad. And then it just keeps going fast forward to where we are today, right? They need to be taught this stuff. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Now, when it comes to the Ten Commandments, well, the Fifth Commandment says honor your father and mother, not the first. So what's it really talking about here? Well, Christians normally divide the Ten Commandments into four. Uh, The first four directed towards the Lord, right, towards God. The last six directed toward fellow man, those around them. But when you look at back then, how they did it and how the Jews separate stuff, it was separated in two, two commandments of five, right? First five, towards God, and seeing the law to honor your father and mother was more as a duty towards God than a duty towards man. said, first five, this this is what we have here, two commandments set into five First five, second five, right? And that's the way they looked at it. And so we see here the first commandment with promise. It's part of the first five that, that are there. All right? Verse three, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Paul adapted this promise from Exodus 20, verse 12 and Deuteronomy five sixteen exodus 2012 says honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the lord your god has given you deuteronomy 5 16 says honor your father and mother as the lord your god has commanded you that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the lord your god has given you as children obey the command to honor their parents they show an attitude of love and respect that gets carried on over to God. That's what it's teaching you, right? That's what it's teaching you, your relationship with the Lord. Such an attitude provides a community that helps provide for and protect those that are older. And that's sad because you don't see too much of that nowadays. I mean, it's always been like that, yes. You know, we have nothing in common. How can we relate, anything? But like I said to where it's completely cut off and, I mean, it's just sad. No respect at all. I mean, you hear it from both sides. And I agree with you that yes, this younger generation is out of control sometimes and they just don't do anything, they're, you know, all this stuff, I hear it. At the same time, I don't see a lot of older individuals showing respect to younger individuals, right? And come on, naturally, kids, if you don't respect them or talk to them right, they don't care what you say. It goes in one ear out the other. I mean, being in the school here for seven years, I've seen that. I mean, yes, we're a Christian school. Yes, you signed a handbook. Yes, there is guidelines you have to follow. And when you break those, there's consequences, But when you go to a kid and you belittle them in front of other kids, you think they're going to respect you? No. They're going to say stuff back. They're going to try to be tough and defend themselves. And then you got this vicious cycle of back and forth, right? Well, you want respect, you need to show us respect. Well, All this stuff takes place. on the individual level, as each person cares for older people, the elderly live longer, right? You don't got all this nonsense going on like what you see taking place in Chicago. I mean, it's so bad that some of these people think, these youngsters think it's it's a game, it's funny. You know? They have some of the strictest gun laws and they have more killings with guns than any other city, right? They're, they're not taught to respect others or, or how to do that. It's really sad. Once again, growing up in California, I was there till about 96 and you know, gang activity was, was very huge back then. Gangs were everywhere. I went to a school where there was five, six different gangs. Fights all the time. A lot of my friends were gang members. I hung out with them. Never got involved or jumped in a gang because I knew if I did, what my parents would do to me if they found out. But they were my friends. And believe me, I had some close calls and seen a lot of crazy stuff. But it's crazy because even in that culture, even in all the sin and wickedness that they do, there's still a code of conduct that they follow, which is unbelievable to me. One, you don't mess with anyone that's 40 years old and older. They've lived their lives. You know, they've done their dirt. You don't, you don't go there with them. If an individual is with their family or their kids, you're not, it's a no-go. You don't you don't go fight some someone when they're with their family. You don't do that. That's disrespectful. Believe it or not, this is these are rules that they they hold on to. It's crazy to think that, but even they have a code of conduct that they follow. It's unreal just seeing the culture. And how did, when I came out here, there was nothing like that. Out there, I was used to, if you didn't follow certain rules, you, uh, you end up in the hospital or you die. If you don't follow certain rules, that's in place. Out here, it was, wow, everyone just does whatever they want. Right? Drive-by shootings... Used to happen a lot. Then the Mexican mafia stepped in over there. Too many innocent people, specifically kids, getting shot and killed. They said, Guess what? Anyone that does a drive by, your gang will no longer exist because we will take you out. You don't do that. If you're going to shoot at somebody, you need to stop the car, get out, and fire. You don't drive by and shoot because that's how innocent people get killed it happened to my cousin unfortunately uh, a few years ago some guys mistaken identity they thought my cousin was a gang member and they tried to shoot him the guys got arrested later on and the cops said well what are you doing you know that that guy has two little girls in the house "Oh, we're sorry we thought so-and-so yep hate to be you because you know what's gonna happen when you get locked up in jail right as soon as they find out that you shot out a guy with kids in his house, you're done. What? Yeah, code of, code of conduct, that still exists out there, and that's how they live. It's crazy. Like I said, we have our morals. Um, we have our code of conduct when it comes to God's word, how we should be living for him. And we're required to teach that to these kids. It's it's crazy because even the non-believers are teaching their codes of conduct to individuals even though they're living in sin, right? So how much more should we be doing that as parents? We should be doing that, right? Pray for others. Love others, right? In other cultures, you see that they respect older people for their wisdom they submit to their authority they pay attention to the comfort and and happiness and how these people are living I mean it's, it's sad this is how we as believers should be acting right where elders are respected long life becomes a blessing not a burden to them Paul instructed the church to be a community that cares for older people. Like I said, it's unfortunate though in our day and age that in our very own country, stuff like this isn't being taught. Or older people ain't being respected in that way, right? It's sad when you see an older individual watering the grass and then two young men in their 20s come to jump the guy just to rob him, you know? To think that that's what goes on in our, our country. It's sad. It seems like no one has respect for anyone, which is completely opposite of what God's word tells us. In Mark chapter 12, verse 30 and 31, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these, right? When you love the Lord, you're going to follow out what His instruction is in His Word and how to live your life and how to treat others. Love your neighbor as yourself. It doesn't say love your neighbor if they love you back. No. Sometimes your neighbors ain't going to like you. They're not going to give you the time of day. And I've encountered that this week with the neighbor. You know? You know? Haven't met the guy for two years, came over and didn't like our 4th of July display. (laughs) And he let me know about it. And after he went off on me for about two minutes, I said, by the way, what's your name? Because for the past two and a half years I've lived here, you haven't looked my way, you won't give me the time of day, and I don't even know who you are, you know? And he told me and then he drove off. And I felt bad for the guy. I really did. Because what, what can cause someone to get so hard like that towards another individual, you know, and just kind of be unhappy with life? It's sad. It, it really is. But God says, even him, you're the love. And show him my love, Right? So if the guy, if I seen him outside doing something and he was struggling or maybe he fell over, uh, no, you go, you run, you help him, right? Because that's what God's word says. If people were to live like this, imagine the difference we would see in our society. Verse 4, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training Right, training and admonition of the Lord. The instructions to the children are now they're now balanced with advice to fathers. They should not provoke their children to anger, with unreasonable demands. Treat them harsh, constant nagging, right? Maybe talking sarcastic to them. That's the stuff that you're teaching them. When you're like that with, with them, guess what? When they get older, they're going to start doing that back to you. Now, I'm not saying you can't have fun and kill it. There's inside jokes between you and your child, okay? But there is a lot of this stuff that is being done to kids. I couldn't imagine going through it all over again at, at their age. You, you get it from home or they feel like, you know, mom and dad are unreasonable and they feel like they're being treated unfairly, all this stuff, and then you got the social media stuff, right? Where kids can say anything about you and just once they hit send, it's all out there about you. The pressure nowadays that they go through. Children. Rather should be nurtured in training, admonition of the Lord. Training means discipline, correction. It may be verbal, it may be corporal, right? I mean, it's crazy nowadays where these kids, I mean, very rare do you see spankings given. And believe me, there's been a few times in the store where I've seen some kids that need it, right? You hear them. And I've even seen some parents go to discipline. And there's times where I'm like, you know what, handle your business, man. I applaud that. You know, that kid said, go and smack them. I go say nothing. They need it. I had that growing up. Guess what? I'm fine. I learned not to do that stuff because I got hit. I'll never forget one of my, my mom's friends in school, high school, me and her son, when we got to middle school, we were at the same middle school, and we didn't know, and she'd seen her one night, you know, they reconnected, and I remember one time her, her son was, was being something else with her, you know, her and her husband divorced, and guess what, son's talking horrible to mom. And she's getting ready to discipline him, and and he says, if you touch me, I'm going to call the cops and report you for abuse. That's what I'm going to do to you. If you think you're going to put a hand on me, I will report you for physical abuse. This mom was very, very clever, thought outside the box. She called the cops on herself. She says, look, I want to discipline my son because he's disrespecting me, And he said if I touch him, he's going to report me for child abuse. Can you send the squad car out to my house? Because I want to make sure that I'm not doing anything that's going to land me in jail. Squad car showed up with two male officers. They showed up. She let them in, let them know what was happening, and she went in on him, right? Beat this kid with the belt because he was being very disrespectful. And the officer smiled and said, ma'am, you have a great day, (laughs) right? Not only did he get disciplined, but he got humiliated in front of two men he didn't even know, right? But all this is happening because of lack of training, lack of warning, no rebuke. Child training should be in the Lord. It should be in the Lord, right? In Colossians 3.21, Paul gives the same advice, adding that if children are disciplined in unloving and irresponsible ways, they may become discouraged, resentful. Parents ought not to provoke their children, and neither should they abandon their responsibility to guide them, correct them, and discipline them. Okay? Yes, it's tough, but don't give up. Don't give up. You're not the first uh, set of parents that struggle in this as well. Other parents have had this. I look in this room and I see a lot of wisdom. That's what I see when I look around. I mean, that's what the Bible talks about. People older in age, they got a lot of wisdom. And so it's like when I'm going through something, if I don't go to my mom or my dad when he was alive, I'd go to some people in church and ask as well, hey, how'd you do things? Or what about this or that? What about if you're having a disagreement with your spouse, right? How do you handle that? Oh, show love. (laughs) Yeah, but this, what about this? You need to show love. You need to serve. You're not giving me what I want, no, because... All that other stuff doesn't mean anything. This is what's going to get to the heart of the issue, right? Parents still have a job to do, and that is to bring their children up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. I forget who it was I was talking to, but you know, we had said it's funny as, as kids. They say, I can't wait till I get older, right? 18, start making my own decisions, become an adult. And and then I think it's kind of cute that they think 18's an adult. (laughs) You know? I mean, I didn't think like that. But once again, I'm a little up here, I think a little different than most people, okay? When I turned 18, I was just like, great, more laws apply to me now, Right? I can legally get arrested and thrown in jail. Don't be acting dumb. But, you know, 18, yeah, I can, I'm an adult now, I'm like, well, you're a young adult. Um, really an adult, look at insurance companies, they don't really consider you an adult you are 25, right? And even according to science, your frontal lobe here doesn't fully develop till you're 26. Maybe longer for the men, right? Because I don't know. I mean, I, I did dumb things even in my early 30s, okay? But we got a lot of growing up to do. And if you look around, I think we have a, a lot of wisdom in this room that can help us, right? Even some of you guys are probably still learning as well. You know, we, read, we read God's Word and we see that even Daniel, even up into his 90s, was still learning from the Lord. I mean, you look at it from that perspective, I'm just like, man, I got a ways to go, right? got a ways to go. Verse 5, switches gears here. Bond be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart. As to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Slaves were to work hard for their masters, not only when they were being watched, hoping to get rewarded, but work hard at all times. They should not work uh, for human approval, also to do the will of God with all of their hearts. To do something with all of your heart means to act wholeheartedly. This is who you truly are. This is what you're going to do, right? Doing your work as if you were going to be inspected by the Lord. That's a good way to put it, right? Paul here is talking about slaves, and by no means is he condoning this, but this was the culture back then and what had happened, right? Some people were sold into slavery. Others, if they took over uh, another town or uh, country, they became slaves, right? Now he's saying if you become uh, a Christian, you've given your life to the Lord, and you're still under the command of a man or a different tribe. Work as if you're working unto the Lord. Don't consider yourself to be a slave. Yes, you may physically be in chains, but you know what? You're set free in Christ Jesus. Remember that no matter who you work for, and no matter who works for you, the, the one we should ultimately want to please is God, right? I mean, you can work for someone that's just horrible, a complete jerk to you all the time. I've had a few of those bosses in my lifetime, and it's hard. But I still loved what I did. So the mindset was, okay, try to work as if you're working unto the Lord. Even if a master is overbearing, abusive, or unreasonable, our work can still be done as to the Lord, not to men. Right? And I got to tell you, when you're able to do that, it's a supernatural behavior that's given by the Lord. Because there are plenty of times when I thought to myself, and I even said at one time to human resources, if that guy comes and yells at me the way he did and make that lady cry, I'm going to sock him and lay him out. And God said, <laughs> you're wrong. Right? But that was the flesh. And it was like, if he comes and curses at me, yells at me, Lord, I'd love nothing better than just, bam, hit him. And what's that going to prove? You're fired, don't have a job. How are you going to provide for your family? Right? Plenty of times where I felt they were unreasonable. But you know what? It's, once again, who was my boss? It's God. He's my dad. Am I living out exactly what his word is telling me? Verse 8 Knowing that whatever good anyone does he will receive the same from the Lord whether he is a slave or free. Slaves had little opportunity to get out of slavery. And they received little if any money at all. They were a slave. They didn't get compensated for their work. Yet in their work They could do good. And in doing so, they would receive the same again from the Lord, right? When they seen Him face to face. Did you give your all? Yeah. Come on in, good and faithful servant. I did see that. I did see that that was unfair. But you know what? You still kept working hard. Here's your reward. My son, my daughter, right? Right? Whatever that is. Paul relates a final reason for working hard for the Lord. God will return to us and measure that we have worked hard for others for, right? He will not allow our hard work to go without reward. Like I said, He has a crown for you, for me. Verse 9, And you masters, do the same things to them, giving up, threatening, knowing that your own master is also in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Paul also had words for the masters, for those who had become Christians, needed guidance in their relationships with these Christian slaves. Paul advised them to treat their slaves in the same way, right? In other words, the masters should have the same concern for God's will for the slaves, as the slaves were expected to show toward God and their masters. I guess you can say, let's say you're a supervisor or a manager and you found out that someone working under you you know, was, was not happy or they were talking about you or you know, they made multiple mistakes and you were getting ready to go in and reprimand them. And one of your friends comes over and says, "Hey." You know that's the owner's grandson, right? Would that change the way you word things? You know? How would you deal with that? Hey, that's the, the boss's daughter or son or, or granddaughter or grandson. Would that change the way you treat them? Paul says something similar to Christian masters of slaves. Don't threaten them, okay? Don't threaten them, he says. You both have the same heavenly master. Right? Don't threaten them. Treat them with respect, dignity, as it should be for any child of God. As us as believers, it would be just anyone in general. As the verse we looked at before said, love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Treat them with respect. Treat them with love. This was really revolutionary advice for its time, the social context. Right? Slaves, masters. That bond they had was in Christ Jesus. But the principle still applies, right? Back then as it does today. Whether you're in a an employee or an employer. Employers are not to treat their workers in a demeaning or unnecessarily harsh manner, but as people, right? People created in Christ Jesus. They're not always going to get that. But I know, like for me, when I was in a position, when I was promoted to a supervising position, and I had these guys that, you know, yes, uh, we did shipping, right? You're packing up wireless equipment. And you're sending it out all over the world. And these guys were quick. But because they were quick, oh, I'm, I could do more than you, right? I got more money out the door today than you. Yeah, but did you make any mistakes, right? Because in the long run, what good is if you got that done fast And then every week we're sending out something you missed overnight. UPS, next day air, which is going to run $80. Add that up two times a week (laughs) for the month. Is it really worth it? You made quite a bit of mistakes. And that's what I was trying to teach these guys. Take your time. Yes, I appreciate your fast, but is it thorough? Is it thorough? Right? Ah, oh, you don't know about all this stuff. See, I'd been at that company for about 16 years. They, they had worked there for three years and they thought they were the top dogs, you know, and they knew more than me. One guy was two years older than me and the other guy could have been my father. That's how old he was. And they didn't like the fact that I was trying to correct them and show them how to do things. Because I was young. <laughs> I told one of the guys one time, because he was yelling at me, the older guy. And I said, you don't get it, do you? I said, this isn't a matter of what I know or what you know. This is a matter of, can you follow a simple instruction? They've brought two people down here to this uh, department to try to manage you guys. And you've given them a hard time. I get along with everyone, everyone knows me, I've been here a while, so they brought me down. If it doesn't work with me, you're not gonna have a job. This is a simple instruction that you are failing at very bad. One of the guys stayed and the other one got fired because he wouldn't listen to instruction. And some people didn't like that. That guy was a good worker, good employee. If you can't follow a simple instruction, Is he really a good employee? And how many more bad seeds is he going to plant out there and have people try to come against me? I just need him to follow a simple instruction. And then because of that, then you get people that try to take it out on you, right? You guys know you're in the workplace. You know what goes on oh, this one got so-and-so, got my friend in trouble. I don't like you no more. And they want to take it out on you, right? But once again, you work as if you're working unto the Lord. Really, God is our defender. We don't need to defend ourselves. He's more than capable of defending us. You're his child. What father is going to sit back and let someone mistreat their child? My father didn't let anyone do that to me. He'd step in. Even though I was in my 30s, my dad was still ready to defend me. That's love. How much more does he love us? Right? And he's going to step in. And even when they come against you, once again, your boss is the Lord. I remember the time they came at me and they were ready to write me up. Hey, you, you made a mistake on this order. This was a $150,000 order. You made a mistake, and, you know, this person is one of our big customers, and he ordered extra antennas, and you didn't send them, and, you know, this is going to cause one of his video shoots. I don't know if, it, if he's going to even be able to, to hold on to this um, order or, or anything like that. You messed up. You're complaining about those other two guys messing up. You're supposed to be the boss, but you messed up. And I told the sales lady, I said... He didn't get his antennas? She says, no, you you missed them. And this was for a big client. I said, hey, can you uh, tell Rich, I'm not going to say the company he works for in Florida, but I said, tell Rich, can he check box number five? And in box number five, um, tell him to check the little white box, uh, box number four? Okay, why does he need to check that? Because his packing slip is in there. And I said, just ask him if he got his packing slip. Why? Because I stapled his antennas to the packing slip. When you pack a big order like that, you know people are trying to get free stuff. And this guy was notorious for that. Hey, you shorted me this, shorted me that. Send me this, send me that. So I said, okay. It's happened with two other guys. I'm going to staple his extra stuff to his packing slip. She didn't come back to see me, but I seen her later in the day. I said, hey, uh, so did Rich get his packing slip? Oh, yeah, he, he found his antennas. I said, oh, okay. So uh, we don't have paperwork to fill out? No, no, we're, we're good. God takes care of it, family. See, I didn't have to go and argue with her. I didn't have to yell at her or all this stuff. Oh, you're just taking it back on me because you got mad. No, no, no. God takes care of it. God defends us. Right? We're just simply called to obey. Just to obey. Some of us have our parents still uh, alive, and, and I listen to my parents, same thing. They get, my, my mom gives me advice, and you know, I hear her, and then there's times where, after I hear, her, I go to the Lord, OK, Lord, I heard what my mom said, but what do you say? Right? And when my dad was alive, I did the same thing. If our parents are gone, once again, we're still children of the Lord. What's he telling us to do? We obey him, we obey his word, and he takes care of us, right? He helps us along the way. So I hope you're encouraged with that today. Like I said, maybe your kids are grown up or uh, grandkids. Show them the love of God, you know, because like I said, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm seeing a lot for this generation my heart breaks for them they need to be taught by somebody and the world's ready to give them anything and everything you know whether it's good or bad I say, as a church we step up and we just give them the love of Christ and show them love your neighbor as yourself it's gonna go a long way right let's go and pray Heavenly Father in Jesus name we come before you Lord and we just once again, thank you for being that awesome father to us. Your grace, your love, your mercy upon our lives. Lord, I know we are not perfect and we struggle at times and sometimes we it feels like we're barely getting by. Lord, I thank you for giving us multiple chances. For not giving up on us. We have so much to be thankful for, Lord, especially just waking up this morning, just breathing, breathing air. I just want to pray and just ask that you would help us, Lord, to continue to be with us as we are running this race, Lord. Some are running, some are walking. Some of us are probably even crawling, but it doesn't matter. You said to finish the race. We ask for help, Lord, as we are in this race. Help us to get to the very end, Lord. Help us to set an example to our families, to our kids, grandkids. Help us to train them in, in your ways because, like I said, there's not a whole lot of that going on anymore. Your word says, love your neighbor as we love ourselves. And, um, Lord, as we talked about this morning, man, how true that is and how much different our world would be if we showed those around us love. Your love. Unconditional love. Father, I just pray and just ask that as we go home today, Lord, that you would minister to our hearts, that you would just change us, transform us to the men and women of God that you would want us to be for you. Lord, that we would get just a refreshing of the Holy Spirit, Lord, as we prepare for a new work week. And Lord, as we go to work, Lord, only you know the challenges that are going to be ahead of us, Lord, or what's kind of left over from last week. Lord, and I just pray and just ask that you would just give us wisdom on how to handle those situations. Your word says that if any of us lacks wisdom to come to you and that you would give it to us. Well, we need your wisdom. We need your guidance, Lord. We need you to train us as your children on how we are to behave and how we are to act as children of God. I pray and ask that you would just be with us. Bless our weak father. And we just thank you once again for this time. We ask all of this in your precious name. Amen.